Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Caraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Doctrine Matters Podcast. I want to say thank you for tuning in to listen wherever you may be getting your podcast from. I just want to say thank you for listening. I know there are many listeners out there from whatever platform you may be listening on, and some of you may be new to the YouTube channel of Doctrine Matters Podcast. As some of you know that I've recently started putting the videos to these podcasts up on YouTube just to have another platform out there to get God's Word out there and to talk about the things that we talk about. And I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I really do appreciate you guys. And uh, today's episode, I'm really excited about today's episode because this is something that's going to hit near and dear to every one of us because we have all gone through the things that I'm going to be kind of covering today. And as I talk through these things, it's coming really from a lady in our church that has just been a beautiful picture of of just uh, trying to hold it all together in the midst of one of the biggest trials of her life as her daughter, uh, seemingly a healthy young girl, started showing just signs of something wrong, Um, behavioral changes many different things, couldn't answer simple questions, started losing her balance and all those things, and ended up in Le Bonheur, ultimately being in St. Jude as well, and just uh, test after test, having brain bleeds and, and, and mass on her brain and other spots on her spine, surgeries, MRIs, all sorts of things, not knowing what the future was going to hold for her little girl. She was uh, a very strong person in the midst of these trials. And we're going to be talking about this when life doesn't go the way we want it to or the way we planned. Because all of us, if we're honest, we would want life to be just great. We'd, we'd want it to be like um, like roses and hot black coffee all the time, right? And that's just a way to say that we want life to go well. We want to have mountaintop moments where everything is just great, everything's going our way, there's nothing to complain about, there's nothing to worry about, and life is good. But we know by reading the scriptures that life is not going to be a box of chocolates, as Forrest Gump has said. Life is going to bring us some serious issues, some tragedy, some trials. As a matter of fact, the Bible in James plainly teaches us that we will experience trials and tribulation of many kinds. And that same verse in James chapter 1 tells us that we should consider that a joy as believers because it's in those trials and those tribulations that our faith is strengthened. But what do we do when we experience these trials? Now, obviously, we are to consider them a joy, but our default position, I believe, as human beings is to fall back into worry and fear and anxiety and all of these things that our human nature and our flesh wants to hold on to because, let's face it, we are a people that worry. 
We worry about our kids. We worry about the future. We worry about how much money is in our bank account. We worry about what we're going to put on the next day. We're worrying about our looks, how our hair looks, how our uh, our clothes look, how our body looks. We worry about what we're going to eat, if we're going to eat, how we're going to eat. We worry about paying light bills and phone bills and all sorts of things. And we just are a worry-filled people. But what are we supposed to be as believers? Now, many of you already know that the Bible calls us to and tells us to not worry and not to be anxious for anything. And we're going to go over a few of the the main player scriptures when it comes to worry and doubt and anxiety and fear on this episode of the podcast. And we're going to kind of tie it in with the story from uh, the sweet lady in, in, in our church who has been going through this thing with her daughter for a little over a year now. Uh, so we t- we're going to tie all this together, but when things happen to us as believers, we know things are going to happen. We can't have these moments where everything is just great. There are going to be some terrible, frustrating, troublesome times that we are going to experience, that we're going to go through, especially as believers, because it's in those things that our faith is strengthened and sanctification happens as we are becoming more like Christ. So some of the main verses we think about is when it comes to worry, we look at Matthew chapter 6, and we see what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6. I won't read this whole thing about anxiety and worry, but I'll I'll point out a couple of main passages here in the scripture. But Matthew chapter 6, especially verse 27, it says this, Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? Now, if you're like me, You've worried a time or two in your lifetime, probably more than a time or two, right? Because that, again, that is our default position, I believe, as human beings, as we go to that that nature of who we are and we worry about things that we can't control. It's those things that get outside of our control when we begin to worry. So if we're not careful, worrying will actually begin to take a toll on our health, our physical health, our spiritual health, our emotional health. Worrying is not good for us, and I believe that's why Jesus says in verse 27, can any of you even add any amount of life to your lifespan by worrying? And obviously the answer is no. I believe every doctor and medical professional around, if you know any, will tell you that worrying is not good for you. Matter of fact, worrying and anxiety leads to less sleep. Probably, and I don't want to say probably, I believe it does, it it leads to weight gain, and weight gain is not good for your physical body and for your heart and for your organs and all of these things, because we want to stress eat, we want to try to fill the void with unnecessary things, and we begin to lose sleep, do things, and and think things that cause us to slip into a depression, Our, our bodies suffer as a result of it. And worrying is just not good. And Jesus says you cannot add a single second to your life by worrying. Matter of fact, I believe that it's just the opposite. You can begin to take some of these seconds off of your life by worrying because it causes and can cause a crippling depression. And then he goes on to say, verse 31, so don't worry. Simple enough, right? Don't worry. Jesus says, so don't worry, saying what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, 
and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So here we are to live daily. We are to live in the now. Yes, we are to be a people that are striving for eternity. We live for eternity because we know that one day we will be in front of Christ. We will be at the judgment seat. So as believers, we live for that eternity when we will step into an everlasting life with Christ our Savior. But we live in every single moment trusting God. As a matter of fact, Jesus himself says, why worry about tomorrow? Tomorrow tomorrow will worry about itself. There's enough trouble in one day. So when we find ourselves worrying, what should we do? Well, I believe that Jesus teaches us right here in this passage in verse 33 of Matthew chapter 6. He says, seek first the kingdom of God. When we start worrying, I believe our first thought should be pray. We should set our minds on things that are above, not on things of this world. Colossians chapter 3 teaches us that because we can be so quick to set our minds on things of this world, set our minds on our situation, the trials, the trouble that we're going through, and forget to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto us. Now, these things that will be added unto us are going to be by God's will and by God's grace. So whatever God has ordained, those are the things that are going to play out in our lives. So we must seek the Lord. We must trust the Lord. We must understand that he is in complete control of all things. We like to talk about God being sovereign, but ultimately what that means is that he is in control of everything. And Psalm 115.3 is one of my favorite passages of scripture, is our God is in the heavens. He does whatever he pleases. Not, not whatever we want him to, but whatever he wants to happen that's going to ultimately bring him the most glory. And sometimes he's going to bring himself glory through the trials and the troubles that we find ourselves in. So how we respond matters. Should we worry? No, the Bible tells us not to worry. Are we going to worry? Yes, because we are a fallen people. But we should acknowledge that, that when we worry, we should repent And do what Paul says, make every thought captive, and then make it obedient to Christ. So when that worry and that doubt and that fear and that anxiety begin to creep in, we should take those thoughts captive that are going to cause that worry and doubt and fear and make those thoughts obedient to Christ, and we submit to him by getting into his word and getting into prayer. Because we're not going to add to our lifespan the things that God wants for us, he's going to give us. So we have to trust God and his sovereign plan for our lives. Yes, that's easier said than done because we are still a fallen people, and if we're saved, we're both sinner and saint simultaneously. We have not yet been completely perfected. We are being perfected, so we still live in the fleshly body, meaning we are still going to sin, so we are still going to find ourselves worrying and still going to find ourselves in some anxiety at times. But again, we should recognize those times and we should repent of those things and submit ourselves to Christ. I can't help but think about my friend as she has been in hospital rooms and, and in and out of Le Bonner and seeing her baby not be able to hardly speak, seeing her baby sick and throwing up and seeing brain scans come back with things on it and fluid and all sorts of things going on. 
One of the greatest things and the, the greatest testimonies that have come from this happening is that she has been able to witness to people. She has been able to worship the Lord through all of this. She has been able to be a light even when she wants to break and crumble. She has shed so many tears, but she has trusted God every step of the way. I'm sure there are times where she just wanted to give up. I'm sure there were times where she just wanted to just throw in the towel, but she continued to worship God. Why? Because she knows that he is ultimately in control of all things. And one of the sayings that has come out of this is, God do what only you can do. You see, in in her worry, she is she was not going to be able to change her daughter's physical ailments and her sicknesses, but she knew that God could do whatever he wanted to do, Psalm 115.3. So there were t-shirts made, there were bracelets made, God do what only you can do. Whatever God has willed, whatever God has ordained, they trusted and they prayed and they 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 called out to God in prayer, and they begged for healing, and they trusted God. And even beyond that, even when her daughter was in a hospital bed, not knowing the outcome, they were proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. She was proclaiming the gospel to doctors, to people there in the hospital as well, to other parents. It was a beautiful thing on Facebook. Her updates were talking about Jesus and the gospel, and if you aren't saved, then repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and it was a man i can i can just remember how uplifting and encouraging it was for me to see someone going through her darkest moment with her child not knowing what was going to happen but yet still praising god through it all i was reminded of the old casting crown song i'll praise you in the storm that is exactly what she was doing i'm sure there were times where her flesh got the best of her and she worried and she doubted but for the most part She turned that worry into praise and that worry into worship. And it it was just a beautiful thing to watch. And there were times where we would have to urgently and just quickly begin to pray as we would receive updates and messages. Pray right now. This is happening. Pray right now. This is happening. And we would have to just go to the Lord on their behalf and pray for her daughter and There were nights that were long. There were days that were long. But ultimately, what God did was bring this sick little girl, started bringing her back to health. And then uh, I remember reading a Facebook post where she was standing there and the doctors looked at the the brain scans, I believe is what it was. And he was like, I'm I'm amazed. I'm blown away. I don't understand. And and she says, I'm sitting there smiling, trying not to bust out crying because she knew that God healed her. Now, she is not 100% healed right now, but I can tell you this, just this past Wednesday night at our church, she ran by me and said, hey, preacher, guess what? And uh, I thought she was going to tell me just something awesome that she did at rehab, but she said, uh, I ran into a basketball goal and I hit my head and she just laughed about it and I laughed about it and I've watched her run up and down the hallways and she is acting like a normal little girl again, but there are still some things that need to be prayed for. There's still some things that we want to see God heal and and take away. I think there was a, a little spot that has gone from one centimeter to two centimeters, but it's not big enough to do radiation or chemo or anything like that. So we're just going to pray that God would con- would just reverse that and go back down to one centimeter and ultimately nothing there and the three little spots that were on her spine. We're going to pray that those goes away. That those go away. 
And we're going to trust God in the process with her. And when that worry creeps in, that is the beautiful thing about a church and a church that loves one another is that we're going to be there with her and the rest of the family. We're going we're to continue to walk with her through this, and we're going to continue to lift her little girl up in prayer. And we're going to continue to say, God, do what only you can do. And from this last visit to St. Jude when they did MRIs and different scans and things like that, she found out that the little spot had gone from one centimeter to two centimeters. And there's this big medical name for the thing, and I'm not even going to attempt to try to, to talk about what that is. But one thing that the doctor said, and it is the title of the the episode here, is the praise is greater than the worry. And that's one thing that she brought back to us that the doctor said. It was the first time I heard it actually at our Bible study on this past Wednesday night. And she said, the doctor said, listen, the praise is greater than the worry. And if we were to think about that just for a minute, the praise is greater than the worry. What does Jesus say? We're not going to add anything to our life by this worry, but we can definitely praise, praise in this storm, praise through these trials, find joy in Christ through these trials. If we praise God, we're ultimately giving him glory, and the first question of the Westminster Catechism is, what is man's chief end? And the answer to that is, or another way to say it is, what is man's purpose? The answer is to give God glory and enjoy him forever. So when we are praising the Lord through our trials and through our frustrations and through all of the things that are happening, we are ultimately giving him glory, and when we give God glory, it is far greater than when we worry, doubt, have fear, and have anxiety because God has called us not to do those things. So in uh, the grand scheme of things, when we worry after God has called us not to, then we are ultimately in sin. So when we praise God, even through the tough things in life, it is far greater than the worry that he tells us not to do. I think of what Paul says in Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 26, looking at verses 26 and 27, it says, In the same way, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness. Praise God. That the Holy Spirit that indwells the life of a believer at the moment of salvation helps and encourages and helps us in our weakness. When our kids are sick, when they're in a hospital bed and we don't know the outcome, the Spirit encourages us in our weakness, and it, it gives us strength in our weakness because we do not know what to pray for as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with unspoken groanings. I love that. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So when we find ourselves in these moments, sometimes we just need to just weep and just praise God and worship God and the Spirit intercedes on our behalf because the Spirit knows what we need. So the Spirit goes before God in prayer on our behalf with groanings, unspoken groanings. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit in our lives is when we don't know what to pray, how to pray, when we just need to sit and weep and trust God, the Spirit is praying for God's will to be done 
in our lives and through our loved ones' lives that God would get the utmost glory. What a beautiful thing when we don't know what to pray or how to pray. As believers, the Spirit intercedes on our behalf, and he, he prays for God's will to be done and not our own. I love just thinking through the praise is greater than the worry. Many of you know uh, Proverbs chapter 3. Um, is one of the greatest passages of Scripture when we think about worry. And I put that put my ribbon in the wrong spot. Go figure. So I'm going to have to take a minute to get there. But um, Proverbs chapter 3, starting in verse 5. When things are happening in our life, when we experience these trials, when we are told to consider them a joy, we're told not to worry because we're not going to add anything to the situation. We're not going to add anything anything to our lives. Here's what Proverbs says, and you all know this. Many of you know this. Some of you may, may be hearing it for the first time now, but this is a beautiful passage of Scripture that we find in Proverbs chapter 3, starting in verse 5. It says, Trust in the Lord. Now listen to what it says. I've got this one word circled in my Bible. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not part of it, not some of it, not three quarters of it, but trust the Lord with everything you have, with all your heart. If you are a Christian, then you should believe that God is in control of all things, and all things will play out according to his will. And we are told not to worry, not to fear, not to be anxious, not to be depressed, but to consider these things joy. When we experience trials, we consider them joy. We are to worship, and we are to trust the Lord with all of our hearts. Why? Because he knows what we need when we need it, and it's going to be for his glory, by his will, that all things play out, and there's nothing that we can do to change it. You see, there's this idea out there that floats around in churches, and this is another episode for another time, but there's this idea that when we pray, we are praying to change the mind of God. Now, God is not going to learn anything from us when we pray. He's not going to change his mind because he's going to learn from us that we need something and we have now somehow swayed God to be on our side and to do what we need him to do. So he is learning, taking it all in, changing his mind and flipping it. We've got this idea that that's what we do in prayer, that we are aligning God with our will and what we want. But ultimately, we have to understand that that's not what we're doing in prayer. When we pray, we are aligning our will with God's. We are trusting God. We are asking him to do things. We are. Um, that's why when we pray, heal them if it be your will. You've heard people say that. God's going to do what he wants to do when he wants to do it. So when we pray, we can ask for things. We can... Uh, beg and plead God for for things, for healings, for whatever the case may be, but we're ultimately asking God in his will, if it be his will, and we're trusting the outcome, whether we get what we ask for or don't, because we have to ultimately trust in the Lord with all our heart that whatever happens is happening for his purposes and not ours. So we should trust in the Lord and pray. And when things turn out, however they turn out, we have to understand and know 
that it is God's will that he has ordained for our lives and believe him and trust him in those things because they're going to bring great glory to himself. And for a believer, the Bible goes on in Romans 8 to teach us that it is for the believer's good, and that good is going to be for the sanctification of our lives to become more like Christ, and that is a great thing. But verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own understanding. Why would we not rely on our own understanding? Because our understanding is limited. We sometimes have this understanding, this thought process, this knowledge that we are in control of situations and we know the outcome of things that would be better for us. We think we know what we need, but God ultimately knows what we need, when we need it, how we need it. Again, I've already said that, but God knows what we need. And his understanding is not limited. He is all-knowing. He knows everything there is to know about everything. And here we are with these finite minds that can only stretch so far, and our understanding is flawed. Our understanding is fallen. Our understanding pales in comparison to the understanding of God. So we must not rely on our own understanding because it's weak, but we must trust in the Lord in all your ways, verse 6. In all your ways, know him, and he will make your paths straight. He will make your path straight. Don't be wise in your own eyes, verse 7. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. This will be healing for your body and strengthening for your bones. Now, we have to understand that this is talking about a spiritual healing. If we go into sin, sin leads to death. Sin leads to destruction. But if we turn from that sin, it will be healing for us spiritually. But look, we should trust the Lord in all things, not to rely on our own strength, not to be wise in our own eyes, but fear the Lord and trust the Lord because he knows the outcome of all things. And when we begin to rely on ourselves, when we begin to take matters into our own hands, we're going to find that that worry is going to creep in. There, there could be anger that comes with that, anger at God. There could be anger at just other people. Uh, we're going to find fear. We're going to find doubt. We're going to find anxiety. And again, all of these things are going to lead to a depression and a spiritual depression that will ultimately affect your emotions your physical well-being, and, of course, your spiritual life. So if we worry, we can actually hurt ourselves. But if we trust the Lord, we can find so much joy, even in the middle of pain, even in the middle of sorrow, even in the middle of these trials and tribulations. We can truly say, God, do what only you can do. And then we can follow that up with, you know what? The praise is greater than the worry. Because when you really start to go down the road of what all worry can lead to, why not just praise the Lord and trust Him in all things as we're called to do in the Bible? It's so much greater than worry. Many of you, like myself, have, have worried. We've, we've even got a saying, well, I'm going to worry myself to, you can probably fill in the blank here, I'm going to worry myself to death over this, Right? Or she worried herself to death over her son not coming in at 11 o'clock. He was there at 11.05, and she nearly worried herself to death. 
You see, worry can lead to death, even a physical death, if we're not careful. We've all seen and known and heard of people slipping into such a deep, dark depression that they ultimately die from that. And it all starts with one little worry. Yes, I'm with you. This life is full of frustrations, troubles, trials, tribulations, but we can't say we weren't told. The Bible clearly teaches it, but it's what we do with it that matters. Are we going to trust God in all things and say, God, do what only you can do? Or are we going to worry and not bring God glory through it all, not have a peace through it all? Because it's only the Lord who brings forth this peace that surpasses all understanding. And when we choose to praise the Lord and bring him glory instead of worry, then we will receive that peace that only God can bring in the midst of chaos, in the midst of this fallen, troubled world. So I want to encourage you, let your praise be greater than the worry in your life. I'm thankful for this sweet sister that is in our church and her daughter. So if you would, saints, would you pray? And uh, the daughter's name is Jennabelle. I'm just going to say her name because it's out on social media and, and God knows her name and more people that can lift her up in prayer the better. It'd be awesome. So if you would, and you think about it, please lift up Jennabelle um, to the Lord, that he would heal her and pray for her mom and family, that they would have a peace that surpasses all understanding, that they would continue to proclaim the gospel in the midst of this situation, and that that little girl Jennabelle would continue smiling, and that God would heal her completely, and we know that he's getting glory from the situation, and I pray that he continues to do so. So, so saints, if you would, just lift up Jennabelle. Uh, pray for Jennabelle. That's uh, three things that have come out of this whole thing that I think apply to every one of us as believers. We have to understand, number one, again, God do what only you can do. And that's in all six circumstances and situations, including yours. Just trust God to do what only he can do. Second, let your praise be greater than the worry. And finally, as we've kind of intertwined the story of Jennabelle here with what we've talked about on this episode, pray for Jenna. So I encourage you to just think through this, and I hope this has been some of some help to you. I know it, it's always helped to me uh, to, to really try to see the scriptures come to life in somebody else's life, and it's encouraging to me. So let her story be an encouragement to you all as well as you trust the Lord and bring him the utmost glory in all things that you're going through. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. If again, if you're in your car and you're and you got your or you got your headphones in either one and you're listening by audio, thank you so much. And, and if you're listening on the audio, I'd love if you would just go to the YouTube page, Doctrine Matters Podcast. You'll see the logo. It's a black logo with a white silhouette, bearded guy with headphones on. Doctrine Matters Podcast. Uh, hit like and subscribe. That would be awesome. I don't normally throw that out there or put that out. There. I don't even know why I did it. To be honest, that's just what everybody does as I knock my light over. Um, but that would be awesome just so I can know you're there and drop me a comment. Just say hello. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, I'd love to hear them. Again, as always, you can email doctrinematterspodcast at gmail.com. Drop a Facebook comment. Drop a YouTube comment, whichever. And for those of you that are watching on YouTube that are not listening through your earbuds or uh, are doing some other things, you're actually watching, I appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching. Hope this has been of some help and encouragement to you. 
And uh, as always, until next time, hope you guys have a great rest of your day, wherever you may be, and God bless.